So, greetings everybody. I'm in Finland and uh, who, who are you? Where, where am I? What's going on? What's your name? Yeah, hello hello everybody. The um, name is Samu Vukkonen and I'm working as the technology director here, here at Normet in Finland. So, technology director. My understanding is you've, you've come out of initially scientific research uh, in, in relation to, to vehicles and electrification, is that correct? Yeah, in short, I was um, six years a research scientist in um, electrical electrical power trains and, and fuel cells, and then subsequently as the chief engineer at, at Normet for the electric vehicle, and I'm now, now working as the technology director leading the technology development group who is responsible for developing new technologies. So these new technologies, I've been lucky enough to go outside, take some e-vehicles for a, for a run. A couple of things. The one that everyone asks is, oh, my God, it's an electric vehicle. It's got batteries. We're all going to die. What What do you say about that? Is it? I mean, I know it's nonsense. Can you just explain why? Well, I think first and foremost, it's it's um, it's our responsibility at Normet as an OEM to to make the machine as safe safe as possible, and then then to communicate those safety features to our customers so that they can then adopt adopt the vehicles to their to their daily daily operations. And uh, usually, the uh, the biggest biggest you know question is is of course the the battery safety safety question, and uh, we we kind of. Um, Kind of approach the battery safety with kind of a multiple layered approach, starting from a selection of uh, of uh, safe chemistries we use, safe lithium ion chemistries we use. Can I just stop you there? For someone who's listening, this is a case where all batteries aren't the same, are they? The batteries you've got in your vehicles aren't the same as the batteries you might find in a personal scooter or in a in yeah. a car. Like so, those of you with electric yeah, cars, true. listen carefully. These aren't the same. Yeah, the, yeah, that's that's true. These these are not the same as as um, lithium ion as a term is really really kind of a umbrella term. There's there's a lot of different kinds of uh, let's say chemistries and ways to optimize the lithium ion battery. So not not all of them are the same. In uh, in cars, you know, they are they are focusing on on certain certain key areas. For example energy density and, 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 and such things where, where for us the important things are safety, fast charging capability and durability. So what, what we have done is that we from the umbrella of lithium ion batteries we have we have went to the root of the of the safety durability and the fast charging ability. And electric cars, cell phones, those those different devices they they use, you know, different different chemistries that are more, let's say, focus more on the energy density side. And you're not you're not just saying that as as the, the head of development of this here. You're saying this as a research scientist and someone who's helped develop even the public transport system here in Finland. Yeah, we actually um, at the at the Technical Research Centre of Finland, where I used to work at. You know, we we had a we had a battery research laboratory. Which, which I was setting up back then, and we did a lot of lot of experimental testing. You know, theoretical theoretical work, but also experimental testing with different types of batteries, different chemistries, and and what we really did actually, we we built this kind of a database that we could, could we could then use to compare 
compare the different battery types and then select select from there the most suitable battery type per application. So in this application, the weight of the battery is really inconsequential. Yeah, I, I would say so. Much yeah. much less so than in cars, as an example. Yeah. And you also house them in what appears to me to be like industrial housing. Can you explain yeah. how you also pack them in so safely? Yeah, so it's it's basically the batteries in the middle of the machine and there's a lot of lot of, you know, mechanical structures around around the battery to protect it from, you know, the external environment. Because we are in in mining so and the tunnel walls are always closed. So we we felt that we need to we need to mechanically protect the battery very, very well to mm. to increase the level of safety. So it's a different type of battery to what most people would be experienced with. Yeah. It's mechanically protected in a way that's not even conceivable in normal cars or other devices. Yeah. What else about these vehicles here? The the drive themselves. What's what's special about that? Yeah, it's um, it's um, we have a direct drive architecture. So we have we have electric motors. Two, in fact, in the in the mining mining vehicles, directly driving the the uh, the axles front and rear, and. Uh, it's one pedal driving, so so you still have the brake pedal there, but you can use the basically the accelerator pedal only in your in your daily operation. So when you when you press the pedal, the machine will accelerate and uh, it will hold the speed steady, regardless whether you are going uphill or downhill or, or driving on flat. Then there's a lot of clever functions like like you know hill start functions and and you can also reverse reverse on the fly and stuff like that and then lots of these kind of interlocks that prevent prevent you know typical cases of of abuse like like driving against the brakes and such such things so there's also uh, less wear and tear because of that and also it's there's better safety because the because of the clever functions and easiness of the yeah. of the drive that was one of the things that struck me uh, is the the difference in durability with this much simpler um, systems here now with the yeah. AI. Is it, I think that came as a surprise to me when I got my first electric hybrid drive, even as an automotive user, just that the servicing costs were so much less. Yeah, so that's, um, as, an, as an example, it's more of a kind of... Uh, of course, there's service, service still, but it's more kind of inspections now. So with the with the diesel diesel vehicles, there's the oil oil changes and uh, brakes are wearing out. You need to do brake brake you know overhauls every now and then as well. But with these these vehicles, these electric vehicles, it's mostly like inspections and and even the brakes are not wearing that much because you hardly never use them because of the regenerative. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's power. a a brake just wastes the energy, converts yeah. the momentum into heat, whereas these vehicles you convert it to electricity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So when you drive downhill, you know the uh, the motors actually act as a generators, and they generate power. Yeah, well, because you are going downhill, you know the you know you are the potential energy from the downhill driving is turned to electricity, and then we use that electricity to electricity to charge the batteries. So in essence, we are recapturing the energy that would be otherwise lost as heat in the in the in the traditional diesel powered vehicles. It's not not intuitive that one that you actually want to enter to go downhill 
with your batteries not full. So yeah. you can fill them up on the way down. Yeah, ex- exactly so. So when you start your journey from the surface to down downhill in the in the mine, then then you you want to start the journey with not fully charged battery, but maybe maybe sixty percent, seventy percent, or some something like that. Taking into account as well that if you have a, for example, a concrete transportation machine. You are filling the machine with concrete, and the machine will be very heavy when you go downhill, and and that will contribute to the, uh, to, let's say, the regenerative ability. Mm-hmm. So you can capture even more now that you are driving, driving with full load downhill. It's amazing, isn't it? That the heavy vehicle generates more power, which yeah. makes it easy for the unloaded vehicle to come back out. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So the future, what what do you see for the future? Well, there's a, there's a definite demand, definite demand for these electric vehicles, as we have seen. So, so they are now now you know operated in multiple, multiple different countries around the around the world, and uh, and uh, it will keep continuing. So basically, we feel that everything will electrify. It's it's just a, just a question of uh, of the time and and the order. So so the order will be based on the demand. You know those vehicles that that. Where there's demand, those will electrify first, and then rest rest will follow. Well, thank you for talking with me. And, no worries, uh, thank you. I'll watch with interest as I visit construction sites around the world and uh, uh, look for these vehicles quietly driving around. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for coming. <laughs>